Dre Day is brought to you by the Uninterrupted Podcast Network. You're really missing out if you haven't yet subscribed to all of the podcasts on the network, including Open Run with Jesse and Stefan, Ball Girl Magic with Roz and Yvonne, and Road Tripping with Richard Jefferson and Channing Fry. Make sure you check out the newest episode of Ball Girl Magic. Yvonne sits down with This Is Us star Susan Kalechi Watson. They talk about everything on the show that's taken the country by storm. All right, now let's get into this new episode of Dre Day. This is the underweather edition of Dre Day. <laughs> Both uh, Draymond Green and myself, Marcus Thompson, sports columnist Mercury News, are a little bit under the weather, but we we will power through. Because we know y'all want Dre Day. What's up, Dre? How you holding up? I'm good. Uh, you know, a little rundown. It's been a, it's been a real tough stretch here. But you know, y'all should see this dude. It's full fledged Spart dog. He got the, the full green sweatsuit on, the green sandals. I'm representing to the death. Did you know they not in the tournament? Right? It's, okay. it's over, right? It's okay. You know, we we we're we're just fine. Like. I'm I'm not one of those fair weather fans that represent my team when they're doing when they're just doing great. You know, I'm riding with my guys through whatever. So, you know, I'm a Spartan to the core. You saw uh Arizona go down. Yeah. Uh who uh who's the who's the guy uh Javon last night he took like three uh, with West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia. What was are you doing? Man? Javon Davis. Walker, was it? Yeah. I don't know. But come on, man. <laughs> he got 29 seconds left. He airballs a three. First off, you don't need a three. <laughs> you don't need a three, right? Go get 29 the layup. 29 seconds left. Go get the bucket. He airballs a three. Rebound comes back to him. Takes a couple dribble. Jacks another three. Almost airballs that. and nicks the rim to get the offensive rebound again. He gets the ball back. What does he do again? Tried to shoot, couldn't get a shot off, and then threw his boy a grenade. I mean, I mean that, was that the most hero ball thing you've Listen, ever seen? He threw he threw the sorrows to his boy at the at end because he couldn't second, get a right? shot off. So now his boy feeling like, man, I cost this the game. I didn't get a shot off. He threw him a grenade. That was the the worst time management I've ever seen. I mean, that was ridiculous. Yeah, he had, had like you had said, tw- twenty nine seconds. Get a quick two. They just missed the free throw. So you get a quick two. You, I mean, West Virginia press is incredible. So maybe you come up with a steal. But even if not, you foul. Even if they hit both, you still have a chance. Like you could have extended that game another five plays. And boy was trying to get it. He was going for it. And he like what thirty eight. He should know. Hey better. man, he gotta let that hair go, right? He like <laughs> he looked like he looked like he played a lot of hoop in his oh, life. Oh man, he hairline gone. <laughs> <laughs> like. But my question is, like, who is his teammates? Like, no way. No way you could have played with me at Michigan State and we wouldn't have talked about you every single day. Like, Adrian Payne was losing his hair like that, and eventually we just made him go, like, the one-blade Kobe. Like The one-blade Kobe. Like, you can't. You can't be in college. Man, my man got a bad V. Like, oh, it was bad, man. I I question his teammates, though. You got to but nobody's safe around you. When when you're done analyzing this tournament, like where we are now, who who do you have winning it? You going with UCLA? I got UCLA. You go ahead. And the reason I got UCLA is contrary to, I mean, aside of all the garbage his dad be talking about, Lonzo Ball, like, he controlled the game. He controlled, you know, the, the pace of the game. He really knew how to play basketball. And I like, you know, I like I like people who know how to play the game. And, like, the plays that he make, like, simple throw-aheads. Like, he's in the backcourt pushing the ball, and the guy's hand, he advanced the ball up. Like, that's stuff that you really can't teach. It's just a feel that you have. And, and one thing that I know, about, you know, the NCAA tournament is you need great guard play to win a championship. And your guards got to be clicking at the right time. I mean, that's the reason Michigan was able to go this far and lose or, you know, have a chance to win the last game is because Derek Walton was playing so great. And so, you know, Lonzo Ball is the best point guard 
you know, in the country and and, and left in the tournament. So in the world, apparently. He's the yeah, let's not go that far. But you know, um, you know, he he's a great point guard, and so I got them winning. And there, you know, one thing Coach Izzo used to always tell us was the key to upsets is it's um, rebounding and 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 three point shooting. And they are the best three point shooting team in the country. With the best point guard in the country, I just can't see them losing. I got, I'm, I'm only, I'm with you. I, I don't want to say UCLA because I'm with you. You got a great guard, especially a great point guard that, that cover up all kind of mistakes. But all these games come down to the end at this point. You you need a good decision maker, and there's nobody better than than Lonzo Ball at that. But I'm gonna go with Gonzaga just because Hell it's no. time. Yeah. They got a huge. They got an inside outside game, and they got their scare. You you don't win a tournament until you on the brink of getting eliminated, and they got their scare. That was it. I'm, well, I'm going. I think uh, UCLA will be on the brink of getting eliminated tonight <laughs> when they play Kentucky, and then they'll have their scare. But Gonzaga, no, hell no, that ain't happening. You taking Monk over a uh, 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 ball in the pros? No, I like I like. Malik Monk a lot, but I'm not taking him over Lonzo Ball. Um, but like Malik Monk is actually my favorite player in in, in college basketball. Though. Well, one of my favorite players in college basketball this year. You know, I like Lonzo Ball. I like Malik Monk, and of course, I like Miles Bridges. Now, you, uh, Steve Kerr, was at the Arizona game last night, losing his mind. And I know you've you you go to games. What does this bring up for you this time of year? You. You have great memories coming Man, down. absolutely. I did. I actually did something with Nike um, about college memories. And I, like, my best memory is – I don't think anything could have topped it other than winning the championship was the Final Four in Detroit my freshman year. Like, man, that was sick. I don't even know how you kept – how you keep your composure in that. Honestly. That's like a home – Yo, that's a home Final Four. Coach Izzo handled it well, man. Like, all the teams were staying downtown Detroit. We were like 40 minutes out in the suburbs. <laughs> Y'all out by the Palace at Albert Hill? Uh, absolutely. That's exactly where we were. We were out by Somerset Mall, which is 10 minutes from the Palace, if that. And so, um, like, we were far away from everything. Our hotel was, like, surrounded by state troopers, like, on our floor. You couldn't get up to our floor. Like, if we left and went to the mall, if one guy went to the mall, it was, like, three or four state troopers, which, like, he had us so well protected and, like, no one could get to us that it it definitely helped because, I mean, you're talking about playing the Final Four, you know, 50 minutes away from campus. I mean, you know, 10 minutes away from where four of the guys on the team grew up at. Another hour to hour and a half away from where you know five or six other guys. And like, where you reap nuts. all the rewards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you win it. All your rewards just in the audience. Yeah, it was it was it was sick. So that that's definitely my finest moment for sure. I, I watch these tournament games, man, and they're they're good, right? Like it's so riveting. I feel really guilty though watching it because they all getting hustled. It's just like. All the the money that's going around, and I'm I'm like I'm telling my wife like, man, we ain't doing nothing but adding to the ratings. This is why they got to you know, they're getting seven hundred million dollars for this year just for televising the tournament from CBS, and it's just like, man, you know, it's so good. But and I know you you about getting money, getting what's yours, getting what's due. They all getting hustled. It, it's really hard. It's it's hard to participate. But it's so good. But it's like, dude, did you watch that game? So now, uh, what's the dude from uh, West Virginia who tricked off the end of the game? He's about to be a goat now, <laughs> right? He, his mentions is probably shot. Yeah. So he's taking the L for the tournament. Well, meanwhile, he just helped help make $770 million in TV, right? Yeah, no, that – I mean, you know, the whole model is ridiculous. And, you know, I think we all know that and – I, the the NCAA are they some vultures, man? Like they hear everybody talking about them year in and year out about how they need to do something about these players getting paid, and they just sit back like ah, whatever. Like we gonna collect this we check. No, you ain't gonna do nothing. We collecting we this check. We know you gonna keep watching. <laughs> it's bad, man. Like those kids bring so much to that organization, so much money. But 
I mean, I've been obviously I've been one of those guys before, and it's sick, man. And you know what they're gonna say? Oh, you guys get a scholarship. Y'all like pay everybody. For that. Everybody got a scholarship, right? Yeah, but everybody in a tournament. The tournament is overtime. Down. That's unpaid overtime. It That's is. extra work, and you ain't getting no money. It is. <laughs> but those scholarships are also in doubt. So. Ooh, break it down. Yeah, they, 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 man. This is one of the biggest hustles. Known the man, indentured servantry. That's what I call it. But so, but we gotta we gotta explain yourself segment. We gotta get to. This is one of my favorite parts of Dre Day because uh, you stay doing some wild stuff, <laughs> and I need you to explain it. So explain yourself on this. Steph tries to step between Kristen and Westbrook, and Steph was already irritated. Because the Westbrook situation, and Westbrook had fouled him hard, didn't get the call, and he was gesturing at the ref, and then that happened. So Steph starts pushing. Dude, you literally make a beeline straight for Westbrook. I don't think people saw it. Went straight for Westbrook. Explain yourself. I know something was at work there. Well, number one, it it really had nothing to do with Russ. You know, it was kind of Steph and Christian. And, um... You know, of course, Russ involved himself in it, which was no surprise. Um, but, you know, I just went over there, kind of get up, get my teammate out the scuffle. That's all. I, I don't know. You know, I actually entered this one situation to be a peacemaker for the first time in my life. But and I, you end I was, up yelling, you don't want it? You don't want this? Nah. I, I was being yelled to, like, you know who I am. You know what's up. Like, no, nah, I don't know what's up. Like, relax. Did, did I see you? Did I see it right? Were you saying you don't you don't want none or you don't want this? I don't think I said that. I don't know. I was just trying to break up the fight. And then, of course, you know, people got to take it over the top and – I'm not sure I believe Tough. Draymond. Draymond is calculated. Draymond likes to go for the head of the snake. Nah, Draymond was probably remembering really, the last time they was there, I and really, I'm coming. And I remember all that stuff. I really wanted to be a peacemaker in that situation. Then people just take it over the top. My question is, at what point would the NBA do something about their rules? Like, I was told my tech won't be – Rescind it because Draymond entered this situation a peacemaker, and then Russell pushed him, and he turned from peacemaker to into. If someone pushes you or do something to you, like how are you given the same penalty as them? I just don't understand that. So like they you kept could, your tech even though they acknowledged you as being yeah, a peacemaker. Like I, I mean, I. Like, they, I, I just don't understand it. So, my thing is, all right, so if that is the case, if you say, well, he entered a peacemaker and then Russell did something to him and then all of a sudden um, he did some, he said something back and that's why he got attacked. All right, so if Russell did something to me and he did something to Steph, then why isn't that two texts for him? So, I have all type of questions about their rules that will never be answered. But I mean, the truth is you just got to, like, get punked and be okay with it. Exactly, and I mean, that will never happen. I mean, that's what you can't – if you can't – whatever happens, you just got to put your hands up and be like, I'm not doing anything, sir. Yeah, I'm not doing that either. So, I'll always be screwed. <laughs> Man, I was I – was, That's I, just not human nature. Like, nobody's ever been taught that in their life. Not, not on uh, – not, not the people on this court, on these courts and these right. games. Come on, man. I mean, I could sit in the office, too, and say, oh, yeah, he should have put his hands up. But, like, if I was sitting behind the desk, that's easy to do. I mean, you so got to do that now, though. That's your, that's your life. That's where you are. It ain't happening. Matter of fact, what, what you doing running in the fray, knowing you go get a take out the deal? I don't care about that take. My guy in there, I'm going in. Plain and simple. Like, you know, my, I ain't leaving – any, if I'm on the floor, I'm not leaving any of my guys there by themselves. That just ain't me. I ain't really, I ain't cut out for that. That's just. You'll take the take. What what you up to now? What's the what's the official total? I don't even know. You ain't even keeping track. No. So the next one you might be suspended. Maybe. Are you that close? I don't know where I'm at. But to be honest with you, I really don't care. I mean, you got 11 games left, right? If you miss one, you'll be all right. 
Life goes on. I don't know, bro. That's a game check. Life goes on. Yeah, that's a game check. So we 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 touched on Levar Ball a little bit earlier, but uh, a father of two kids. <laughs> I wonder what you thought of Levar Ball going after LeBron. For him to say he warned me and keep words out of my mouth, you talking to the wrong dude. I'm gonna say whatever I want to say, and ain't nobody gonna do nothing. Come do something. Now look, first off, I'm 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 I, I've I defend Levar Ball. People have been criticizing how he's raising his kids. And for me, that's I'm a little cautious with that. First off, you can't criticize black men for not being there. And then when they're there, talking about, well, you need to do it this way. Like, hold on, that dude is raising his kids, right? Yeah. So let's start there. Secondarily, it, before you start questioning people's parenting, man, your kids better be in line. So these people who got criticisms for how he's doing it, I hope your kids graduate at the top of the class. Like, people act like they got this parenting thing figured out. Parenting is hard, and you guarantee to make mistakes. So let's not let's not write this man off. Now, I wouldn't do some of the stuff he's doing, but I have my kids, and he has his. But, man, I think he might have crossed the line, like, talking about LeBron. And I don't think he was specifically saying LeBron is mishandling his kids. He was using LeBron as an example. But as a dad, you can't you can't mention another man and his kids in a negative sentence. I don't care what it's about, right? You can't come out and just say, "Oh, uh, Draymond and his kids," and that whatever I say need to be positive. Otherwise, it's beef. Like, cause if it's Marcus and his daughter, it better be some praise after that. Otherwise, keep my kid's name out your mouth. And he didn't do it. And then LeBron responds like, "Dude, keep my kid's name out your mouth. It's a problem." This dude doubles down, not like, man, I understand. My bad, father to father. This dude's like, who is LeBron? What? <laughs> At some point, somebody need to sit LeVar Ball down. Like, dude, people are criticizing you for how you're raising your kids. How you going to turn around and criticize another man, another black man, for raising his kids? That's out of pocket. Yeah, um, first off. Parenting is extremely hard, and there is no God to it. Like, you can you can go raise President Obama and then raise another kid the exact same way and the other kid, like, be a drug addict. Like, it's, it's just, it's no God to it, and, and one way isn't just the right way. And one way, if you do everything one way, doesn't mean you're going to get the same like there is no guideline to it so everybody is more than you know just they're free to raise their kid however they want and but to go at LeBron you know and say oh man like he's not there with his kids and I'm there with mine like first off you don't know where you can't even is. make that suggestion. like you can't say that like all right yeah he goes to work but then if he didn't go to work and he just stayed at home and the kids ain't have no money or no type of means of anything then you say oh man he's a deadbeat and he's doing nothing for his kids so to say someone like oh man he goes to work and he's on the road I don't know maybe say sometimes two weeks you know at a time like he's providing for his family ain't isn't that what a man's supposed to do I think a man's supposed to provide for his family and so that's kind of over the top like LeBron can strike back and say well this dude ain't not working like so what's he doing? You know, like oh my big baller brand. There's <laughs> there's so many things that's just wrong in that scenario to just say like, and and I mean this dude dreamed for his kids to play in the NBA probably more than they do. So pretty much you're criticizing your own son at some point in his life. If he ever had kids, he's going to go through the same thing with his kid that LeBron's goes through. It's not that you want to be away from your kids, but yet that's the, that's your job title. That's your job. You gotta you travel in this job that we have, and so you're gonna be away. That was pretty. That's pretty ridiculous to say. And if I'm LeBron, honestly, I feel the same way. I'm pissed off. Like you don't bring my kids up. Like you you crossing every line, and then to come back and say it again. Like I don't know if y'all figured out yet, but this dude just want attention. Like he wants to be famous. Like you have some people who. Fame just come with what they do, and it's kind of like it is what it is. 
And then you have some people that really want to be famous. And he want to be famous. Like, he's dying to be famous. That's why he says some of the stuff he says. That's why he, you know, is trying to go on every talk show he possibly can. He want to be famous. And so, honestly, I don't have much reaction to much he says anymore because I know that, man, this dude's just trying to be famous. Like, he chasing a reality TV show or, like, he want all of those things. And, like, just to give him that satisfaction, like, just live your life, dude. It really don't make me no difference one way or another, whether he get his reality show or not, whether he becomes famous or not, or, like, more power to him. It don't matter to me. Like, if you get the money you want or not, like, congratulations. Like, I, it don't matter. But to cross that line as a man, that's that's kind of deep, bro. Like, you, you know, I just don't. I don't rock with that. Like yeah, you don't, yeah, you can't. don't, you don't enter into another family household talking about what's going on in their household. Like that's especially like LeBron. Like where do you, where's the evidence anything is bad happening? Like right. I mean, how, like, like a good dad to say he's not like he pretty much saying like he's not there for his kids. That's I don't know, man. That's pretty deep. Yeah, but. he you he's making that he's opening that door. You know, and, you know, he could come back and say that's not what. I, but, dude, you just can't do that with it's somebody's no kids. You can't, you, you can't make the implication that. And, and I get he's saying LeBron's so great, his children will never live up to that standard. Or I don't even know if you can make that. But even, but all right, and I don't know if you can make that either. By the way, I'll be watching. Uh, Bron oldest son highlights. Bronny highlights, and he nice. Yeah, he he is nice. He real nice. But um, like even if he doesn't, you know, reach what LeBron reached, you cannot reach what LeBron reached and still be a great player. So it's like to say, like, yeah, his kids will never live up to, like, what LeBron. So that would be like a one-time MVP, I mean, one champion. You know what I'm saying? Like, all right, so not reaching what LeBron has reached. I mean, how many people has really reached what LeBron has reached? So when you look at the amount of basketball players that there are in this world, the chances are his son his son won't reach what LeBron has reached either, as in any of his sons, LeVar's sons. So no matter how no matter how much he owns, like how much you own him, how much you there, how much you like talk about him, how, the chances are the odds are against your son to reach what LeBron has reached anyway. So. To say like, yeah, LeBron's sons won't won't reach what he's reached. There's probably only five other people ever to do that. Out of the number, you know, the amount of basketball players that there have been and that there will be, there's only maybe five people to ever reach what LeBron has reached. So to say like, yeah, his sons won't live up to that, yeah, bro, you pro- yours probably won't either. And that's just <laughs> the nature of the game we play. LeBron is one of the all-time greats. So easily top five, you know. So the chances of your son even reaching that is very, very, very slim. So, no, his son don't have to reach what he reached. That does not mean he won't be a great player. So I don't know. That's just a dumb statement y'all overall. Take it out on, y'all gonna take it out on Lonzo when he enters his league next year? I really don't care. They ain't talking about me. They talking about all the rest of these oh, dudes. Oh, you but. coming? <laughs> he coming for you. You next on the list. No, he ain't talking about me. I ain't. I ain't big enough star for him to talk about. He going after LeBron and Steph. Oh, and by the way, Steph dad was living the same life LeBron's living, as far as traveling and you, see exactly you know. So. On a, uh, and Steph turned out to be a damn great player. So better, uh, his, better than his father. <laughs> exactly. So his uh. His, you know, his statements don't really add up. He he ain't got the facts because Steph kind of proved that whole theory wrong. Clay kind of proved that whole theory wrong. So, you know, um, yeah, bro, that really don't. Add Come up. on, Levar, I wanna I wanna pull for you, man. Stop saying, stop going at people, family. So my wife straight took my razor. I had my brand new Harry's razor on my side of the sink. Next thing I know, it's on her side of the sink. I'm like, what are you doing with my razor? 
turns out she just straight took my razor, used it, and kept it as her own. I'm like, how you just gonna take my razor? She's talking about she liked it because it's smooth on her skin, the way it glides. And she really likes how flat and wide the face is because she can cover more ground. When I picked up her razor, uh, I could, I could kind of get it. See, the Harry's razor has that weighted ergonomic grip, so when you hold it, it feels like you're holding something special. Hers didn't have that feeling. But it's all good, she can have that razor. It's only about $2 a blade. But if she really wanted her own Harry's razor, she could have gotten it. Because Harry's is so confident in the quality of their blades, they want you to try their most popular trial set for free. All you gotta do is sign up, pay a small shipping fee. It comes with a razor handle of your choice, a five blade cartridge, and shaving gel. If you want to redeem your free trial offer, all you have to do is go to harrys.com slash dre. You can do it right now if you want. That's harrys.com slash D-R-A-Y. You, uh, you saw Rajon Rondo throwing a, <laughs> yeah. a party, a celebration of the OA championship, and Ray Allen is not invited because he went to join the Miami Heat because he's a sellout, because he, he violated the Celtic green culture, and they hated LeBron. Is this is this too petty? Uh, I mean, honestly, I think so. Um, I think it's this is right along the lines of KD leaving. Like, oh, we hate you. Like, you left our team. Like, do they not know these teams will trade you? Like, Rondo was traded. Like, KG was traded. Paul Pierce was traded. Now, obviously, KG had a no-trade clause, so he had to waive it. But other than that, like, even if they wanted to stop it, like, Rondo couldn't stop them from trading him. Paul Pierce couldn't stop them from trading him. So what's so wrong with Ray Allen wanting to go live on South Beach and play basketball and win another title? Like, what's so wrong with that just because y'all didn't like him? All right, and, like, but at the end of the day, this is a business. And so I think, you know, people tend to forget that to not invite Ray Allen. I'm sure Ray Allen ain't losing no sleep. But at the same time, like, I think it's a I think it's a bit petty. Like They must didn't like him, huh? Like it's gotta be something deeper than you went to play for LeBron. Yeah, I don't think, you know, Ray had really the best relationship with them, uh or with Rondo for sure. But I don't know, you know, I wasn't in their locker room every day, but from what I've heard, I don't think they've had the best relationship. But to not invite him to a championship party, like he was, you know, really key in them winning the championship. He got Rondo a lot of assists, by the way. So a lot of them assists. A lot of assists. So lot of assists. to not, you know, invite them to a championship party, like, come on, man. Are, are we serious right now? Do they not realize these owners, like, go have a drink together after one win or lose the game? Like, and yet we as players supposed to beef and hate each other. That's I don't understand that. really that. gets – I don't understand. It seems like at the, when the basketball stops, you guys are a fraternity. So what does it matter who you go – like, at some point, LeBron, KG, Paul Pierce, Rondo, Ray Allen will all be 45, 50 years old talking about, man, remember how we used to go at it? Like, But but it's going to be beef. Here's the part that I think Rondo is, a little, is, is hypocritical. Mm-hmm. Wasn't he just touting Ray Allen as part of his vets who showed him the right way? Yeah. Not that long ago. Yeah. Just that long ago, he was ripping Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler – for being poor vets by ripping the youngsters. And now he's – then he was like, oh, my vets did this the right way. And he posted a picture of Ray Allen, KG, and and Paul Pierce. And now he's saying, yeah, except Ray Allen. Like, come on, man, pick a side. You're saying this dude was integral in your development. He got you a championship. While he was playing with the Celtics, he gave everything he had, and it worked. What do he owe you more than that? Unless, you know, y'all have some drama behind the scenes, though. It'd be all kind of stuff happening. So you really never know what's going on, yeah. you know. So it might be another story that's going to come out in the book somewhere at some point about something else. So I think it's something to that. But just on some, you was just praising him for being a great vet. And now all of a sudden he he ain't worthy. Oh, oh the championship party. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think it's a bit. 
you know, it's a bit over the top, you know, to not invite him to the championship party. Because, I mean, the whole everybody you went through this with won't be there. All because he decided to go to another team, all right. He's retired. Ray Allen's retired. Pierce is about to be retired. KG's already retired. That Miami team is no longer together. D-Way's not there. LeBron's not there. CB not even on the team no more. Like, move on, bro. Like, get over it. So, I don't know. I think it's I think it's a bit over the top and pointless. And it seems to me that it's just a storyline that wanted to be out there because how would they even know, like, that Ray Allen wasn't invited? Like, I don't know, man. I Rondo, Rondo didn't got to be like you know OG. I'm gonna say I, I respect I Rondo. You know what I'm saying? He's one of the real dudes in this league, so I definitely respect him. But I think he a little over the top with this one. It's not like Rondo is like the most beloved dude in the world either. No, nah, he's not. But I think you know you people know, have you, had to put up with him and embrace all his qualities. You know, yeah. so. I don't understand why he can't do the same with Ray Allen. Like, man, I don't like this dude, but come on, man. We love you anyway. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's I tell you, I think the guys who, you know, been through it with Rondo love him, though. And that's really all that matters. So, best guess, who is Kendrick Lamar talking about in his new single? Honestly, I have no clue. Like, but whoever he talking to, he going in. April 7th. It's about to go down. April 7th. It better go down, too, by the way. He he better say some names. This better be like Pac calling out Chino XL and Biggie and all that. <laughs> he can't come with another subliminal. Now, this dude said, I'm giving you the April 7th to get your stuff together. What's today? <laughs> March 24th. So, you like got approximately weeks. two weeks to get your weeks. stuff together, whoever you are, and Kendrick on you. I don't know. He going at somebody tough, though. Like the, the cold part is, like, whoever it is, like, they don't know, so they can't really get ready. Nah, if if he talking to you, you he know. probably know. Yeah, you no, know. you know he talking to you, but I don't know if you want to, you know, do the honors of coming out and saying, hey, Kendra talking to me, and I'm going to just respond. I don't know if you want to really put yourself in that line of fire. But if you think you're But he said a little guy, so – I mean, he played him like little, so it's either younger yeah. or short. Well, he was like, you know, my fans want me to. <laughs> Big Sean is a popular guest. Man, what song is Big Sean talking about him? I don't ago? know. Didn't they have something before? Like, I think Kendrick did that song a long time ago where he was just basically saying he better than everybody in the game. But he listed everybody in that. Mm-hmm. He listed everybody. He listed everybody, so. Is he coming for Drake? Is he? Who, who do you want him to be coming for? Drake ain't the smallest dude, though. Nah, so. he, ain't, he ain't the smallest. That's why I was. Who would he, if he's coming for him, who are you, like, hoping he's coming for? Because that person is going to respond, and then it's going to be another. Well, Drake battle. definitely going to respond. Drake respond to me if I put out a diss song, which I like. You know, he ain't, Drake ain't running from no battles. So, Drake would definitely respond. And I think that would be a good battle. Both of them can can go. So, but that would that would create a Pac, Pac Biggie like beef. Obviously not. You know that really went street. You know what I'm saying? That really went. That really went street. But like I think you we know, need a Drake and Kendrick guy. can create like a Biggie Pac type beef. Or at least a, like a Nas Jay Nas that type beef. Like you talking a real like. Thing where you checking for everything, so you know I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing that, but I don't think that's the case. I don't think it is either. I would love it because then maybe Drake would stop singing so much, and get and get to some like hardcore rapping, because that dude got bars. But he always sing. You heard you heard uh, more life. <laughs> it's oh, just, it's it's very Drakey. It's like an overdose of Drake. Yeah, I um. The only thing about this album, and it got some hits on there for sure. Yeah, it's got some slaps. Oh, man. Um, it's just not one genre. Yeah. You know, you can usually go, 
you know, you can usually go hip-hop and then you can go kind of R&B, but it's still, even the kind of R&B songs are still along the hip-hop line. This is more than one genre. Like, I don't think, no, you really have to be in a type of mode to listen to the whole album, you know, through. Now, I'm not saying you can't listen to every song, like every song isn't good, but there's just different, it's, it's different types of vibes, you know, all through that album. So, you may have six songs where you like, if I'm in this type of mood, these That's are the what songs I'm gonna go I want. To. Or if I'm in this type of mood, I may listen to these eight songs. Or if I'm in this type of mood, I may listen to these four. Like, it's so many different vibes on the album that you can kind of break it down into moods. Now, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, good or bad, you know. Um, 22 songs that, is a lot of songs. Yeah, that's though, a bro. lot of songs. That's a lot of music. You know what I'm saying? And to put 22 songs out, you kind of have to do that, or you just going to be making songs that that's sound exactly the same. That's not even exactly like an album. Same. That's like an experience. Exactly. <laughs> like, you, the songs will start sounding exactly the same, so you kind of got to do that. You know, and and then it shows how special he is to do all those different genres. You know, in in one album, like, you know, he got the Rasta stuff going. He got the the club bangers going. He got the chill kickback going. Like he got some bars. I he mean, got some it, singing, like, he got some ch- dude, special man. He he real special. That's what that that's my problem with him though. Like, he averaged twenty when he could be averaging twenty and ten. You know, like, but. He's that good. I, no, I think I think he I think he definitely averages twenty five and twelve. Um, right, <laughs> he definitely averaging that. But you know, he. Uh, Do you think he's maxing his potential? Like, I don't he, think it's about maxing your potential man, right when, now. When this game is over, when he's done, what's the album? We gonna put up that's gonna go with the greats. I mean, he got a few that's you know. I mean, all, none of his albums can't go. Like, his albums are nice. His fucking mixtapes. Yeah, the, the mixtapes are probably m- the most fire. Like, when you start, when you show, when you show, little, when you want to teach uh, hip-hop history <laughs> to your boy, <laughs> which Drake album you going to give him? Well, that's the thing, though. You ain't just teaching hip-hop history with Drake. You're teaching music. That's what I'm saying. But like, I'm saying, though, like, you, you, you pick a pop. But I'm saying I I don't put Drake in like the same category as Biggie now because but he he's different. Be. He's that talented. But it's not about talent wise. He's a different artist. Like yeah. Drake is not a hip hop artist. He's just an artist. And so I think the reason I don't put him in that category because I feel like he's created his own lane. He's created a lane that other guys are trying to go into. Oh, they they as opposed to following. They all in his lane. Exactly. But I'm saying as a, so as opposed to following. You know what I'm saying, Biggie Pop. Like this is we're we're talking about a guy who told you I'm not from the streets. Like I'm the same little dude that was Jimmy on Degrassi. Like he's told you a million times that's yeah, not, not that me. Dude, yeah. You know you getting bodied by a singing nigga. Like he's told you a million times I am not Tupac. I am not Biggie. However, this is me, and I'm creating this lane, and now all y'all are gonna follow. So. I don't ever try to put him in that category anyway because I I think he started his own category of greatness that everyone else is trying to follow into. And who that's not wrong. Like, why wouldn't you want to start your own category of greatness to where everybody's saying, ah, oh, man, I'm not I'm not comparing this dude to Pac. I'm putting him – I'm going to try to compare his greatness to Drake greatness. Like, that's a big deal. I'd rather be that than, you know, trying to, like – Man, how can I top Biggie and Pac? Well, what what do you like? That's not him. So, could he ever even top Biggie and Pac? It's two completely different types of rap I or mean, music. Yeah, it's, period. It's no question. And and again, we're 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 talking about we're like weighing Hall of Famers because he's in the Hall of Fame, right? Already, he's if he's if he yeah. never put another song out of your Hall of Fame, I want that masterpiece album the the shut it down this is I one think, of the greatest ever i, I think, think he can do i think it. i think he already I, has I those i it. think i just don't think we will ever say oh man this album is better than all eyes on me because it's two different completely types of music like it's two it's honestly it's two different genres and that's cool but when you start listening to top man somebody he, he can do it man he's done I, it I don't know yet. I think I he's done it already. I don't know yet. I think so. It's you know, just I, like I said, it's different. So you would never hear it and say, 
yo, this is one of those albums that you put up there with Biggie and Pac. You won't do it because it's two different types of music. So I don't think he will ever put an album out and you say that. But, however, like I said, I think he created his own category of greatness, and now everybody else got to try to get nah, into he, that. He definitely, uh, his imprint on the game is official and unquestioned. Absolutely. Because he's got a bunch of disciples. Absolutely. And they, and they all following him. Everybody. That dude, but he he's, for me, he's greater than what he, at least lately, like, his trajectory seemed to be like he got real high and just and leveled out, and he's just coasting. And I want that dude to do something. What what do you think of Rick Ross? I thought I, I thought Ross' album was good, but, but hold on, don't like Drake not coasting. Man, he coasting. First off, he trying to destroy everybody. He coasting. He didn't ended a couple careers already and <laughs> trying to end more. So I definitely can't say he's coasting. He he staying he on that plane. I mean, it's a great plane, but he's just staying there. Once I mean, again, he created his own category of greatness. So now created a break, create a new one, break it, reinvent yourself, do something. Why reinvent it? yourself if you great? Like, man, you know me and Mal talked about someone. Eminem got to do it too. Like he's a legend, but at some point, you can't talk about pills and killing Kim. All right, listen, <laughs> that's a whole nother story. But <laughs> like, first of all, M is definitely great. Ain't um, no question about it. No, nah, but me and Mal talked. Like, why, why get all the way to the top then try to? Break yourself back down and get there again. What we doing that for? Like, whoever becomes a billionaire and say, oh, let me give all this money away and go back to the hood and try to start over and do you it again. Break That's down, what you sit here saying Drake billion. should do. Make, make the next billion. No, I'm saying Drake should do what Jordan did. You dominate the game as a high flyer. And then you dominate the game as a post up with a fadeaway. Like that's what you do. You just keep being great. You don't. He be like, is right, still we're... dominating the game though. Um, we'll see April seventh. <laughs> <laughs> we will see on April seventh. All right, man. Ross album is nice. I like Ross album. It's uh. It's Why he still album. talking about trapping? I don't know. He that's what he do. I guess that's his. Thing. No, he don't do that though. I mean, I'm not saying, like, he does that. I'm saying that's his thing, though. Like, that's what he rap about. That's nice album, though. He went at Birdman. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Jesus my. Christ. Oh, my. My goodness. That's what I do. This this new era of hip-hop, we getting back into that era where you saying people's names. Oh, my goodness. Like, there was a time where it was all subliminal. You got away from that. We getting back Who to. Who started that? Man, Who started back saying people's names? Remy Ma. Drake. <laughs> Drake started that. Like, back saying people's name. I'm at you right now. Remy Drake Drake brought that back, by the way. So, once again, he's created his own category of greatness, and you got to respect that. But Ross, man, he went at Birdman, and he went at Birdman for everybody. He talked about Wayne. He talked about Khaled. He talked about – he. Talk, I let you in my city, and this is how you do my people. Jesus Christ. What's, What's up with Birdman? I mean, the word on the streets is that he owes everyone money from Drake to Nicki to Wayne wow. to Khaled. That's the word on the street. How you get away with owing those people money, I really don't know. Like, I don't know the details, so it's hard to speak on that. I don't know all the details of what he owed or how much he owed or who, but it must be deep. And Ross exploited it all. I mean, he went in. Idols become rivals? Yeah, I didn't I didn't expect that at all. I mean, Jesus Christ. It's like and a slap. diss song. Exactly. It's like a diss song that's not really a diss song, but like it's like a real song. It's like a regular good yeah, song. But, but he it's is, full of all his meat. Oh my <laughs> goodness. Yeah, Ross went in on this album. I like this album a lot. I like how he show I like how he shows his heart, you know. I think he I think he cheated by getting Rafael Sadiq. Like that's a cheat code right there. I mean Rafael Sadiq is Sadiq is definitely great. Um He but, just got if once he get away from the trap, he's gonna be great for me. I just can't I can't I can't deal with you know, he's constantly talking about selling drugs. Like, Ross had a had a time period where he dominated, you know, a couple summers he just dominated all the music. And then, you know, as as music does for most, you know, you kind of fall off a little bit. He just came back. Yeah, this is this is his comeback. Uh -huh. This is him hitting that next plane. No, 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 See? no, no, because you just said he rapping about the same thing. Yeah, that, 
He did have some traps. In there. <laughs> like, come on. You so just said he robbed about the same thing. Like, trap, trap, trap. Like, bruh. Did we just go? Yeah, so you can't say he recreated. He, he, you <laughs> just said he robbed about the same thing. There's, there's, some, uh, there's, there's some heart, though, you know. And, and he went in, man. But, no, nah, but Drake raps about many things. Um, he talk about people. He rap about stuff that, you know, like, Drake makes stuff popular. Like, I bet you. First off, Carbone. Everybody gonna be saying Blim. I, yeah, Blim. I love Carbone. People heard that song and trying to realize what, figure out what Carbone is now. Like Drake. I don't even know what it is. See, <laughs> it's one of the best restaurants you will ever go to. Where is it? It's in New York. Uh, it's one in Vegas. No, it's in the Aria. And I think there's one in London, if I'm not mistaken. Spicy yeah. Rigatoni. Uh-oh. Uh, Spicy Rigatoni is nuts. You got to ask Rich Paul. I don't Paul. know, man. Ask Hold Rich on. Paul about Spicy Rigatoni and who's supposed to eat the Spicy Rigatoni. <laughs> it's an inside okay, joke. We, <laughs> we need to get him on and explain that to him. Uh, Spicy Rigatoni is amazing, man. It's incredible. But No question to Drake. You know, Drake does stuff like that, you know, where people don't really know what's going on and he's talking about it. You know who else used to do that? Jay-Z. Jay-Z all the time. Louboutin, Louboutin, like, people had no idea what he was talking about. Like, he brought so much attention to so. Like, I don't wear jerseys no more. Jay-Z Give me made everybody Chris stop Perry wearing Dreams, jerseys. nigga, button up. Like, <laughs> Every, and then yeah, everybody's everybody wearing button wearing ups. Like, that's the type yeah, of stuff yeah. Drake do. It's a different category of greatness. But, but Jay-Z got about three of them. Game Changer, Masterpiece. Albums? Yes. First off, Drake has great albums. Amazing. He does have great. I mean, if you start listing the top twenty, do we got one in there? All time, all genres. Do we got one in there? I think so. I mean, I think you can put any album you want in there. Drake got great albums, so I think they in there for sure. All right, we got we gonna end on uh, NFL note. Everybody's talking about. Kaepernick has not been signed yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now there are other, there are other quarterbacks who have not been signed, and usually that means people are gonna figure out what happens in the draft. <laughs> but with Kaepernick, it's a little different because you know he's a he's protested. He's an activist. He, he's been a social justice warrior, but mostly uh, he violated a clearly an unwritten code in a. In a in an NFL sport that's very uh, <laughs> conservative and faux patriotic, I like to say, uh, you f- do you feel like he's being blackballed, or is he gonna is he gonna get a job and it's just gonna be a little harder for him because he might be a distraction? First off, if I'm cap, I'm not I'm not turning down that option that he turned down. Yeah, hey, I'm not walking away from that. So, more power to him for that, you know, for doing that because Man, he's he he's really. That's what I'm saying. He really standing by everything he says. So you got to respect that. Um, I think he's definitely being blackballed to a certain extent, and you know, when you look at it. I think there's a lot of different ways you can look at it. Some people say, "Oh man, Cap's not once the player that he's well, he was." So, the the risk you take in bringing the distraction isn't worth the reward. I kind of don't agree with that because to say he's not the player he once was and then you look at the stats and his stats is better than Brock Osweiler and all those guys who had better received. Like, for the last three years, the 49ers got rid of all of their talent. Some of them retired, some like of them they just got rid of. All of, all of their talent. And then you say, well, as a starter the last three years, he was this. Like, he has no offensive was line. Their best player was picked up two weeks before the season. <laughs> Jeremy Curley was picked up like, yes. off the waiver wire. Turned out to be their best player. Like, so did the citizens try to say, like, oh, he's on the decline. Like, man, y'all y'all gave that man no help. So I can't really sit and say that he's on the decline. The man had nothing to do to work with. Um But I, I definitely think he's being blackballed. And I don't think it wouldn't shock me if he wasn't on a team to to start this year. Or it wouldn't shock me if somebody brought him in as the fourth quarterback just to say, oh, we gave him a chance and we cut him. Like, 
none of that will shock me one bit. I think they got to sign him. And, look, here's the problem with the NFL people miss. Like, Cap has not played as good since they went to the Super Bowl. Like, that's clear. Obviously, first off, he can't. Like, he hasn't had the talent around him. But he did decline when he had the talent around him. But still, that's not the point. The point is there are like 10 good quarterbacks in the NFL, and the rest is mediocrity. Like, that's why Brock Osweiler gets $87 million. That's why Mike Lennon is a franchise quarterback now, because there are no quarterbacks. And if you look at Kaepernick and say, I can't do anything with that, it's because you don't want to. Mm-hmm. It's not because it ain't talent. But once you get down, once you get past the top 20, it's all screw-ups at that point. Yeah. It's all like, let's hope he turn out to be something. There's not 30 good quarterbacks out there like that. Not. There's not. There's 15 maybe. But once you get past 20, definitely, there's no way you can tell me Cap ain't top 30. Are you serious right now? Like Cap better than Mike Glennon. He just got a franchise. He's been sitting on the bench for two years. Cap better than Brock Osweiler. Without question. Brock Osweiler is terrible. So, uh, you can't – yeah, That's, I, ain't, I ain't rolling. The 49ers had Kaepernick, who's apparently terrible, and Blaine Gabbert. Like, that's – that's how few quarterbacks there are. Yeah. So if you got a dude who's been to a Super Bowl, who actually played better last year with nothing around him, nothing. Like he he actually played better. He did. Than he did the year before when he was injured, but he got healthy, started playing really well with nothing around him. You telling me that you looking around, Mark Sanchez is getting the jet like, and you can't use Cap like that's because you don't want to. Got better than every quarterback on on Jets yeah, roster. <laughs> It's just like, come on, if they don't want – that's why I think they will have to because in the end, there's just not enough quarterbacks. And somebody's going to be stuck like – you know, I, coach, some coach is going to be like, I don't care what you're talking about with this politics. Can you give me a quarterback, please? Yeah, but I don't think the team is just going to run the cap. I don't think – They ain't no going to run to him, though. And it's not like yeah, you man. can go to the NFL and say, oh, man, y'all – you know, y'all didn't sign him because y'all blackballed him. You can't just point out one team and say you didn't sign because it's Everybody will teams. have a reason. Exactly. Yeah. And to to sit and you can't destroy 32 teams. Like, so I think they're going to blackball him. And the sad part is there's nothing that can be done about him. There's going to be a lot of terrible quarterbacks in the league and that he'll be better than. And hey, why would you want a guy who does all the good he does? Terrible example. Dre Day, we out of here. Thanks for thanks for listening. Respect. We out. One love.